we as agents in the past been able to filter listings that are offering higher commissions. It's alleged that we could take buyers to those properties that are offering the highest commissions, maybe bonuses first before showing them other properties. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. All right. Welcome back. I am pumped to have you here today. I actually wanted to talk about a lawsuit that just crossed my desk and it came to my attention. It was through a bigger podcast podcast and they were talking about the moral case. It's the case against the NAR for commissions and how we may be receiving our commissions in the future. So I want to touch on that just briefly, all my opinions. I'm not a lawyer, just my interpretation of it and my feelings around it based on just hearing about it. As always, if you're getting info speaking to you that is helpful, please go on, rate and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're on YouTube, leave me a comment, something like that. I'm happy to chat with you guys. If there's anything that you are interested in hearing more about, please shoot me a message. You can reach podcast at agentsbuildingcashflow.com. Reach out to us there. We will be sure to respond to you as well. Always happy to talk investing, talk about deal flow, talk about anything. So reach out to us there. I am going to jump in and let's talk about this lawsuit. Here we go. Okay. So this lawsuit, it was filed, I think back in 2019. I'm going to pull it up right now. 2019. So it was Cohen Milstein. I'm looking at their website right now. On March 6, 2019, Cohen Milstein co-counsel filed a putative antitrust class action against, let's see, on behalf of home sellers who paid a broker commission in the last four years in connection with the sale of residential real estate listed on one of 20 MLS services covering basically every major metro in certain areas. So we're going to dive into it. I'm going to read through this just a little bit, just so you have a little bit of background on it. Again, this was brought to my mind just recently. I haven't been paying attention to this and it's been out since 2019. So it tells you something about how long these things work through the system. My understanding is that this thing was settled and that NAR already took actions on their end and this thing just came back up and that's why it's back in the public space and why another podcast I was listening to on Bigger Pockets was actually talking about this specifically. So let me go through and give you some of the high-level details about it. Essentially, the home sellers are suing because they feel as though the way the National Association of Realtors has set up the buyer broker commission rule where buyer agent commissions have not been disclosed on, I guess, the public websites makes it to where the sellers are unable to negotiate fairly with the list agents a commission price and that it's anti-competitive because a, a list agent will potentially change the commission to the buyer in order to steer more clients to their listing. But NAR already back in 2021, they already made updates to that rule and they're trying to offer more transparency to the consumer so that this doesn't work. So again, my understanding was that this thing was settled. Now it's back out. And so let me read through the original filing because this is back on the table, I believe. So the plaintiffs, the home sellers for 21 MLSs bring action against NAR and four of the largest broker franchises, Realogy, Home Services, Remax, and Keller Williams for conspiring to require home sellers to pay the broker representing the buyer of their homes and to pay at an inflated amount in violation of federal antitrust law. Plaintiffs allege that the defendant's conspiracy has centered around NAR's adoption of the buyer broker commission rule, which I just talked about. And the conspiracy, plaintiffs allege, has saddled home sellers with a cost that would be borne by the buyer 
in a competitive market. Moreover, because most buyer brokers will not show homes to their clients where the seller is offering a lower buyer broker commission, or they'll show homes with higher commissions offered first, sellers are incentivized when making their required blanket non-negotiable offer to procure the buyer's broker cooperation by offering a higher commission. Okay. So again, all of that to say, if you've been following this, you're familiar with some of these things. Let me just try to go through and explain that. So essentially, because the way the commissions are obscure to the buyers looking for these properties, it's not listed. And because we as agents in the past have been able to filter listings that are offering higher commissions, it's alleged that we could take buyers to those properties that are offering the highest commissions, maybe bonuses first before showing them other properties. And there's a fair argument in that because as an agent, if you're going to earn more money, then you certainly may want to be showing certain properties first. So that side of it makes sense. And I think that's why NAR agreed. And they said, okay, this makes sense. We're going to go ahead and change those rules, make it to where you can't search by the commissions that are being offered. We don't want you steering people into certain properties. And so again, that has already, in my understanding, been taken care of. So the fact that this thing remains, and I go through and I read this thing. So the last line of this, I'm on cohenmilstein.com, a case study for the moral versus NAR. That's their website. So it says, currently, the total broker compensation in the United States is around 5 or 6% of the home sale price, and increasingly more than half is paid to the buyer broker. Defendants' conspiracy has kept the buyer broker commission between 25 to 3% range for many years, despite the diminishing role of buyer brokers due to buyers independently identifying homes through online services. And they're only using buyer brokers after they found the home they wish to buy. So when I read that, it just tells me that they're not putting any value to what a buyer broker and a buyer's agent actually does. And in that case, the home seller is saying, if the buyer broker is not going to do anything other than just open the door when they need to actually go into the house, what good are they? All right. And so that's basically the argument. So let's break that down. What good is a buyer agent and what does a buyer agent do? Okay. So if that seller hadn't listed their property in the MLS, would that buyer agent have known about it? No. Would the buyer have found out about it? It's possible. You can list on Zillow. You can do all these online services now where you can list your own property. So that begs the question, why did they list with the list agent in the first place? That is the big question to me. And it's negating the use of an entire profession in my mind, which is if you don't feel as though you need to have representation in a transaction in real estate, then why did you ever hire a real estate agent in the first place? So it's super frustrating to hear a lawsuit like this. It's argued really well. It's written really well from these attorneys. And I can understand how they are getting class action status just based on the way they argued that brief. However, as a broker, it's just frustrating to hear because it's devaluing our worth. And it sounds as though, or it feels like they are trying to dictate what we can charge through this lawsuit, which makes no sense. So on the commercial side, this issue is pretty much a non-issue because the seller negotiates with the listing broker, whatever fee they're going to negotiate. It's always negotiation. And then on the buy side, it's the same thing. If I go out and I need to acquire a multifamily property, I'm going to negotiate with a broker upfront how much I will be paying them if they found and sourced me a deal, right? So if it's already happening on that side, there's nothing stopping it from happening on the residential side. That can easily happen. And more disclosure can happen around that as far as the fees that are being charged. However, if the argument is, 
I don't feel like you guys deserve two and a half to three percent because all you did was open a door. That's where I draw the line and have an issue because again, think about the representation on a deal and all the work that goes into getting it listed, all the things that you do to make sure that your clients are covered and all the protections that you offer by knowing the contract law and knowing the promulgated forms and understanding the process to get it from start to close to argue that there is no value in that or that service isn't worth a certain price is like, I'll fight that all day, every day. And that's what I'm sure NAR is doing. So again, I just wanted to jump into this because I heard this podcast going earlier this week and I'm like steaming. I get home, talk to my wife about it. It's like, I cannot believe this is happening. (laughs) The more I dig into it, the more I feel as though this will not upend the entire industry. That's not going to change the fact that real estate brokers and agents like you provide a ton of value to your clients. And so life is going to go on. But again, I just happened to find out about this thing. It's been going on for a while and I just thought it it was important to talk about. I would love to hear from you if you have feelings around this. If you want to shoot me a line, podcast at agentsbuildingcashflow.com and just tell me your thoughts. I'm going to probably bring on an attorney to talk about this as well. See if we can get somebody from NAR to come and actually break this down and talk about what they're seeing right now. Because again, my understanding was that this thing was settled and NAR took the actions And now it's come back up. And the argument from NAR is that just because a regime changed, essentially the administration, the Biden administration came in and reopened this case, they're making an argument there. So I want to dig into it further. If you have any questions around this, hit me up and let's chat about it. I would be happy to talk. Until next time, you guys have a great weekend. Take care. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.